When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Chris Mueller. Yeah, he said. Small glimpses, but for me, 46 games for Orlando, six goals. I don't know. I'm going to go 1 0 Orlando, and just to rub it in, and I'll get a load of tweets about it. Chris Mueller will score. <laughs> I'd love that. Good layoff here, Mueller! With the flag staying down. Five minutes before halftime. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion. In search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. Super Chris Mueller. Oh, one goal does not make a player. <laughs> you even predicted it afterwards. I know. I was I was kind of gutted when that second goal went in. I would have got a prediction right. Yeah, you just wanted him to win it all by himself. This is the MLS UK show. Welcome along to the 49th episode of the MLS UK show. That's crazy. My name's Elliot Holman. And for the 49th time, I'm Henry Hewitt. And here's what we've got for you. The game with the changing name returns with thanks to that Peter Crouch podcast. I'm going to be speaking to some RSL fan. That is actually his name on Twitter. (laughs) Some RSL fan. Uh, The Price is Right returns with another player replacing the name. We've got something very special to reveal, announce, tell you all about. There's a lot going on. Join us for the MLS UK show. You ready? Let's do it. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt. MLS UK show. Are you um, we normally have a drink on the go. Are you thirsty or have you had enough tea? <laughs> um, yes, I uh, I had some tea last night. I had some tea this morning. Whatever. Was your was your Twitter the same as mine in that you follow so many people in America? I mean, most of my followers on Twitter uh, <clears throat> at Elliot Holman. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, most of my followers on Twitter are American as well, and so it's just it was tough. Because England women lost to uh, the USA women in the World Cup semi-finals, and it's like that's not nice. But what I don't get is there's there's like this weird bitterness going on. Mm. I think I missed where it all stemmed from. So I was just scrolling through Twitter last night, going, uh, "What what's all this about? Do you not love us anymore? Why yeah. is everyone being horrible to us?" Um, still don't really understand, but um, you know, just pleased to see an Orlando player doing well yeah well I was that far out of the loop but when I saw because I didn't I, I was at work I didn't get to watch the game so uh, when I saw the tea celebration I was like 
Still going on about the Boston Tea Party. That was years ago. Let it go. Uh, and then obviously I found out why she'd done it. But um, yeah, it was I, because I like you. We follow a lot of people from the US, and there was a lot of a lot of shade being thrown. And I was like, come on, you know, we don't need that. The thing with me is that I um, I just want to say congratulations to the uh, US women's national team getting to the finals of the World Cup. It's a trophy that they already hold, so they're defending it. Mm. I think they've done extremely well. Um, the best way for me to look at it, I think, is that I've got so much respect for them because while MLS started so late in, was it like 96? Yep. Um, you know, they were so behind the rest of the world. They immediately got on the front foot when it comes to, came to the women's game. And I think that's that's really good. It's It's to be applauded. And it shows all these teams, not just America, but when you watch these teams play uh, in the World Cup and they say, oh, she, she, you know, where their domestic clubs are. And so often it's the NWSL in, in America. And, you know, they've just got it sorted. And mm. when, it com- when it comes to the men's national team, <laughs> not quite so much. So while everyone's kind of throwing shade at, at England, let's just, let's just remember... You know, who invented the game? Let's just remember <laughs> that we beat you, what was it, in November? Yeah. Like, you know. Well, I think, um, you know, we had a few tweets last year at the, the Men's World Cup with a whole it's coming home thing. Yeah. And I know that was, um, that you know, that was said quite a lot going into this semi-final. So I think when you're, uh, when you're throwing it's coming home at, at everyone, uh, the rest of the world kind of have a right to them when they beat you go. Uh, uh, I thought you said it was coming home. It's not quite coming home, though, is it? It's coming home for us, but not you. Very, so. very pleased for the for the US women's national team. I Men, hope they win it. Men's, so do I. Men's yeah. national team, still embarrassing. So um, go away and work on that. Good luck in the Gold Cup, though. Drinking tea's not going to help. Uh, right. We need to uh, play the game with a change in name. Mm. Get it right again. Is You're that, on a roll with yeah, this. Uh, you know... I've not got it wrote on... Uh, 49 episodes in. Yeah. Now, you um, thought of this player. You were listening to another podcast, wasn't you? Yeah. And uh, he got a mention. And uh, you didn't even know he played in England. I didn't. I really didn't. Um, and having looked at his Wikipedia, it's it's quite clear to see why. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I was listening to the uh, the Peter Crouch podcast, which is hilarious, by the way, if you haven't checked it out. Um, and... This player came up, and despite the fact that I'm pretty sure he was playing in MLS literally a couple of years ago, mm. completely forgot he existed. And is, this is a good one. This right. is good. Okay. So, he played for Ajax in 2002 to 2004. Okay. He then got his move to Southampton, which is, I think, where he began playing with Peter Crouch and yeah, why he was yeah, been, yeah. involved in this. So 2004 to 2006, he was at Southampton. He made five appearances. What, in two years? Yeah. All right, okay. Um, then went to Anderlecht, where he played 112 times. So Anderlecht is kind of kind of his team. Right. Six appearances for Wolverhampton Wanderers. <laughs> so he's played 11 times in, in England so far. Yeah. Yep. And that is it. Right. Okay. Um, he then went to Standard Liège, 163 appearances. Right. And here it comes, 2016, big move to the west coast of America, to LA Galaxy. And how many times did he play for them? 50. Okay, right. <sighs> not a clue at the moment. I My Belgian football knowledge is is not as good as... Uh, a lot of other people's. Well, uh, I wanted to step it up because people keep saying, oh, it's easy, it's too easy. And I thought as soon as I heard this player's name, I was like, he played... he Because play- he was mentioned in the podcast because he played at Southampton. Mm. And I was like, I don't remember him being at Southampton. Well, that's why, because it was five appearances <laughs> in the space of two years. Um, and I obviously, in my head, when I heard his name, I was like, oh, he played for LA Galaxy. And uh, and so immediately I was like, right, I've got to get him on the game with the changing name. Right, okay. I'll have a think. At the moment, I have not not a clue. No clue at all. You will know this player. Right. But I'll have a think over the course of the uh, podcast. Remember, if you think you know, screenshot where you're up to or where you get up to when you uh, you realise who it is and send it us at MLS UK Show. If you do know who it is, by the way, at this point, I've just seen a picture of them with hair. That's so weird. So weird. There's uh, a little clue for you. Oh, right, okay. Right, carry on. Really bizarre. 
The MLS UK Show. Coming up, we're going to be bringing back a feature that started last week, uh, The Price is Right, which this week it's called... The Jack Price is Right. Jack Price is Right. So Do you get it? Yes, Jack Price, and then you've put it into Price is Right. Yeah, yeah. So, see, what, see what I've done there, Colorado, Jack, yeah, Jack Price. Yeah, see what you've done there. Yeah. So uh, it sounds like The Price is Right, Yeah. but I've like made it MLSy. Yes, MLSy. Jack yeah. Price is Right. Right, yeah. It's yeah. good, isn't it? Yeah, great. Um, Do you like that? You're very witty. You're very clever. Oh, stop it. Uh, right, it was a very busy weekend yet again in MLS. The standout fixture we're going to talk about in just a moment. <laughs> Sorry, Cincinnati fans. <laughs> it's a bumpy old ride, isn't it? It sure is. Um, the weekend kicked off, though, on Friday night slash Saturday morning here in the UK. New York Red Bulls beating Chicago Fire. BWP returned. It's just a good night all round, wasn't it, for the Red Bulls? Yeah, it's good to see BWP back because he's been missing for a long, long time. And uh, I saw an interview with him where he said he he genuinely feels great, he feels really sharp, um, feels really pleased to be back. And I think we all, as as UK fans, we're, we're loving uh, how much he's dominating in in MLS over the last couple of years. Um, really, really good to see him back and a good result. The shock result you must say, for the weekend, happened on that night as well. Colorado. Where did this come from? It's incredible. Um, I, I, don't really, I don't really know what to say other than they've clearly, they've clearly got something. They've, they've sort of hooked onto something that enables them to shut them down. And every team now is going to be watching that footage of the first <laughs> Colorado game and this one and being like, what, what is it? What do they do? Like, how have they achieved this? Because it is crazy, but fair play to Colorado because they are on the up as well. It does make me laugh the fact that, uh, I don't know, Zlatan will be shown videos of Colorado Rapids. <laughs> this is what you need to do, This Zlatan. is what Jack Price does. Yeah, Zlatan does what he wants. Uh, Danny Wilson with the goal, header from a corner. Um, mm. 49th minute, so they had a long time to, to hang on. And, uh, yeah, they've, they got the win. That was uh, the, the shock of the weekend. It's, it's Honestly, that's such an impressive result. And, of course, moves them off the bottom of the Western Conference. Because Sporting Kansas City are now bottom of the West. Yeah. What is going on? I know. This is a, 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 this is a shock. I know SKC, it's easy to then say, uh, well, they got the furthest in the Champions League. And that normally means you have a slow start to the season. But, you know, we're in July now and they're bottom. Hmm. Very surprising. I mean, who, first of all, I don't think any of us would have thought that Colorado and San Jose, I must say, would be off the, the final two spots. Uh, at any point of this season, but uh, yeah, SKC bottom. Although they're only five points off the playoffs, so I think from from recent years, looking at the West, you you expect Timbers to be up there, they're ninth. You expect Vancouver to be up there, they're tenth. Hmm. You expect SKC to be up there, they're twelfth. And I worry for Vancouver because they've played a game more than Colorado. So if Colorado win that game in hand, they're they're going to be bottom of the West. But you know, it seems that every fan we've spoke to this season in the the first half has gone, oh yeah, the first half's a write-off. Yeah, it doesn't half, matter. Yeah, we come into our own in the second half. So, so weird. There's a lot of teams that are going to have to uh, come into their own. Uh, right, well, let's talk about it then. Uh, this kicked off Saturday evening in MLS. Minnesota United 7, <laughs> FC Cincinnati 1. We seem to be talking every week about FC Cincinnati and just what is going wrong. Um, I don't... Yeah, I don't have wrong. a really technical answer for you though. Like, watch the goals, and then the answer is defend. I, I don't. You can't go into more detail than the defending is dreadful. They're not organised. They're not closing down. Minnesota's movement for some of the goals very good, but some of them. Just, people talk about the standard of MLS, but Cincy unfortunately are writing their own rules on this because yeah. it, it it really is really poor, and they're bottom of the East. 11 points from 18 games. I mean, that's like... I know we talked about in the West, um, you know, who was bottom, but, you know, there's six points off Columbus Crew were second bottom. If they were in the West, they would be eight points off the next team. They have looked to uh, strengthen at the back. Their Dutch revolution has mm. kicked off with... Uh, Michael van der Werf, I hope I've said that right, he's coming from... Um, uh, Vitesse, 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 right? Yeah, he's he's a defender, so it's just a start. I mean, you can bring any defenders in and 
it's gonna it's gonna be an improvement. <laughs> yeah, let's face it. Um, I I feel bad because I like Cincy, and I you know we've spoken to fans and you know we've spoken to members of staff there, and I like Cincy. I like what they're doing, but we what's our golden rule? Win your home games. They've won two. They've won two home games, mm. and they've lost thirty. Is it thirteen games they've lost now? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. Defend better, and then we'll start to worry about my mate up top. And you know how to actually create some some chances. It's it's that you know if you're going to ship seven goals, it doesn't matter whether Fernando Addy's scoring every week or not, does it? Yeah, well that's forty two now this season. Forty two in eighteen games. They've only scored fifteen. Uh, unsurprisingly, they've scored the least and conceded the most. On course to beat Orlando's record last year of most goals conceded. So ah, oh, well there you go. There you go. Well, Thank that, you, that, Cincy. That would mean then that Orlando don't have a record, so must be mixed oh, feelings. We're going for, for a new, going for a new one, mate. And what's that? Still working on that. <laughs> uh, Atlanta beat Montreal 2-1. Uh, Miram scored. Uh, you're going to rip me for the... Well, you already have for the, for the Mueller stuff. Um, I'll be honest, if I could have been bothered this week to go back... <laughs> the the annals that delve back into the MLS UK show, I would have found you uh, having a go at Miram for his time in Orlando. And yeah, but I stand by that. Just because he scored two goals doesn't mean he's not an absolute. No, he's he's top player. Atlanta, you know, uh, he's I'm not found, talking about his ability. He's found his place at Atlanta. He, he didn't fit happy. in in Orlando because the people are nice. <laughs> uh, well, he scored two anyway. First two goals. <laughs> Uh, Do you remember when he liked my tweet? I just sent him a tweet abusing him, and he just liked it. <laughs> yeah, I like I like that though. That shows just the. I'm not gonna just. I've seen it, but I don't want a response yeah. here. Um, New York City, another win for them. Four two at home to Philadelphia Union. We, we've spoke about NYCFC. It's, it's, I think that's huge. I think that's a massive result. Yeah, it is. Um, it's also a big result for Philadelphia though, because they've come back mm. from the break and. Uh, they drew against the Revolution in the week, and then they've lost to New York City. Um, but they've got back-to-back games against Orlando next, so they'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. Come on, man. Next on the list is Columbus nil, Orlando two. But, you know, I still stand by what I said about Mueller. Oh yeah, what did you say? I said that you know I've not seen enough from him. He'd scored six in forty six. He's now scored seven in forty seven. So he's he's getting increasingly better, I guess. But he's going to keep scoring. No, he won't keep on. I I tell you what, right? I stand by what I said about Mueller, and I got some tweets about it the other day, knowing that I would, knowing that he'd scored and uh, Orlando'd won. But I still stand by what I said last week. And in fact, I'm going to go out on a limb here. <laughs> Don't embarrass yourself no, because Mueller, not... right, taking away from the fact that I'm an Orlando fan, Mueller is a very, very good player. He has a massive, massive influence on the game. In terms of MLS, I don't know many more players that you could bring on that would have a bigger impact than Chris Mueller. Mm, I, I still think that, I, as I said last week, I like Mueller and I think, you know, I do hope he becomes a good player, but I just haven't seen enough yet. And I do think you Orlando fans, you're looking for a hero and Mueller's come along and you're like, right, him, next season it'll be someone else, but this season it's Mueller. Um, I'm going out on a limb here. I go to watch Orlando, as you know. <laughs> Which, by the way, is hilarious. Is Yeah, I just happen to be in Orlando. But I'm going to watch the, against the New England Revolution in September. I'm going to say, right, go on. and I'm confident with this, because he's got a record of 7 in 47. Yeah. Mueller will not score another goal before I go and watch them. That's two, what, two In months? September? Yeah, he won't score another goal. He'll score this weekend. No, no, not against Philly, no. There's two two Orlando games before we record this next podcast. <laughs> Guarantee he scores before that. Well, he definitely ain't scoring before episode 50. But no, he won't score another goal before I go watch him. All right, well, what what are you putting on? You can't just... You've got to have a, you've got to have a forfeit. He's going to score. No, I think O'Connor will rest him just for no reason and then he won't score. Right. I'm confident. If Chris Mueller scores between yeah. now... And when you go to watch Orlando City, which, by the way, how many Atlanta games you've been to? Well, it's not like a live in Atlanta, is it? Come on, how many Atlanta games? I've you never been to it. I've never been to an MLS game. So, what's your first game? It's going to be Orlando. Yeah, New England Revolution. He knows what's good for him. Good boy. Welcome. 
Welcome to the Purple Pride. Um, if Mueller scores between now and when you go, mm-hmm. you have to sit in the home end and you have to wear an Orlando City top. You know what? I'll take And that. I hope Chris Mueller scores that day and it'll be <laughs> absolutely brilliant. I'll take that bet because he scored four in 16. What's that? One in four. He rests him every other week. He won't play four games until I go watch him, so it'll be fine. Uh, all right, yeah. If Mueller scores between now and when I go and watch him against New England Revolution, I will wear a purple Orlando shirt in the Orlando stadium. You have to sit in the home end as well. Listen, I don't mind this. I don't mind it. He won't do it. He won't. Score. This is this is a terrible bet on your half. I don't mind. I don't mind because I know he won't. Because he's all right. He's a he's a all right player, but he's not a like he's not a big goal scorer. So he sent you a sign last. He sent you a sign at the weekend to say, "Mate, shut up." <laughs> and you're rolling with it, and you've made it worse for yourself now. No. And do you know what? There's Atlanta fans listening to this, going, "Oh God, what's he doing?" Because they know there's a really, really high chance that you are going to visit Exploria Stadium. Wearing... Oh, is that what you're calling it now? Well, you should know. It'll be the first MLS stadium you've been to. He'll be Exploria Stadium, Orlando City top, right. singing along with the home fans. I don't have to sing. Chris Mueller. He'll score, he'll score slide on his knees in front of you. Cash money. It's going to happen. Atlanta fans know that this is dangerous. No, it's fine. And... It'll... You know what? It'll it'll look it'll, sure it'll look weird when the revolution score. If it if Mueller <laughs> Mueller manages to fluke one in before uh, now and then, it'll look weird. Someone cheering when revolution score wearing an Orlando top. But I'm willing to. I'm willing will to you that. will you do me a favour? If can I add something into this? Go on. When you when Mueller inevitably scores and you have to do this forfeit, <laughs> right? Will you please wait out the front when the players arrive? Because they do like a sign-in session when they get when they turn up to the stadium. Will you please get your top signed by Chris Mueller? <laughs> um, I can't promise that, but I will wear. A, <laughs> I, if he scores between now and then, I wear a purple top. He might get injured in the next game. Don't say that. That's horrible. Well, he, injured or not, he ain't scoring. Anyway, there's something that uh, I need to mention with this as well. By the way, um, Orlando City two nil on the road hmm. at Columbus. Get him! Come on! The comeback's on, mate. This is the best June Orlando have ever had. Not that that's difficult. And now we're into July, second half of the season. We're kicking on. We've got Chicago in their false position out of the way. We're moving up. We're on We're on the way. Get in! Two, yeah. two back-to-back games against Philly. We'll lose both and uh, I'll be here yeah. depressed. Uh, eighth now, two points off the playoffs. That's the thing. Adding this extra spot in the playoffs is it could be good for Orlando. You said this at the start of the season as well. Yeah, I had to agree with you at the time as well. The team I'm going to watch win in September: New England Revolution. Won at the weekend, beat Houston two-one. Stoppage Bruce, time winner as well. Yeah, Bruce Arena uh, really starting to turn it around. I mean, they're one point off Orlando, so that'll they'll go above them at the weekend. <laughs> I'll be honest, I said this the <laughs> other day, right? So New England have had some stick this year for being poor. They're a point off Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although they've got a game more, so uh, they've got they've got a game more, and their goal difference is seventeen less than uh, Orlando. They're on minus fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> But well done to every Revolution. It's in, it's good to see that they're, they're starting to turn it around. DC won, Toronto won. Rooney, we've not spoke about the goal against Orlando, but he's had a... Didn't see it. Oh, yeah, of course you didn't. His last four days, his last week has been incredible, hasn't it? Since we spoke to his driver last week, we spoke to Rory on the last episode who drives Wayne around and uh, found a house for him and helps him in DC. Since we've done that, which Rory would have played... Wayne, the the interview, of course he would. He's probably just been. What, what I imagine happened is Rory obviously listens to the MLS UK show anyway. Obviously, yeah. Uh, and so he's probably sort of left his in the morning. He's put it on. Uh, Twenty minute drive to Wayne's house. Yeah. When he gets when he gets there, he, his bit's probably on. Yeah. We're talking about Wayne. So he's probably listening right now. Hey, Wayne. Yeah, and he's heard that we're complimentary towards him. Well, he'd know anyway because when he signed for DC, we were. Two are the only people that were saying it's a great deal, and uh, so he probably respects he yeah. respects us anyway, and uh, he wanted to. I mean, not you, because you know you live in Manchester and don't support Man United. So 
Yeah, but he'll, he'll agree with me with my Mueller comments. He probably don't even know who Mueller is. And uh, since then, he's he's scored an incredible goal against Orlando and then a last-minute penalty against Toronto. So, well done, Wayne Rooney. Do you know what? I tweeted something, and you can, you can back me up. I think I've been probably more than correct. When that goal went in, I was watching the game live. It was the middle of the night, and I tweeted saying... Every single social media account to do with football is going to post this tomorrow and it's going to be shared. Mm. I'm thinking over here in the UK, I'm thinking Soccer AM, yeah. like all the Sky Sports ones. And I tweeted and I said, everyone's going to pick up on it. Everyone's going to share it. And the first comment will be, oh, yeah, the standard of MLS. And I was so right. Like, honestly, by the end of the next day, I had to just go off social media because every time you scrolled through, there was this video and then underneath the comments, just derogatory comments towards MLS. I can't deal with it. The thing is, if Wayne Rooney had gone around every single player twice and then backheeled it into the goal, then I'd understand those comments. Mm. The guy scored from, what was it, 60 yards? Yeah, he's done it in the Premier League before. Yeah, like that takes talent from Wayne Rooney. If you watch any league in the world, somebody can get space in that position. Like, what does it matter which league it's in? If he did it in training, it'd be great. I know it's against Orlando and it's almost funny because Rooney just seems to have this thing against Orlando where he's just always ridiculous, does something incredible against Orlando. What but even guy. even you'll back me up on this, right? Because people have been trying to blame Brian Rowe for being off his line. But look where the play started. Yeah. Like, we play a pressing game. You want your keeper close to your back four or five or three so that you can continue that pressing game. And he's he's an outlet. He's a safety net sort of on on the edge of the box there if they need him if they're being pressed themselves you have to keep your mm. your keeper you know near to near to your back line in that situation so he's doing nothing wrong by by standing there uh, and wanting to be a part of it and, and play out with his feet it's just an exceptional goal it's incredible yeah if uh, let's say Rooney would have gone to play a through ball Rowe would have come out and tackled uh, got there first People have been saying great goalkeeper, yeah. anticipating. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you can't have both. Yeah. You know, you can't be both. Uh, right, San Jose three, LA Galaxy nil. Uh, if it weren't for the Cincinnati result, this would have been the result of the weekend. Uh, San Jose are just smashing it at the moment. They've really turned it around. And what what's happened to Galaxy here? Because for me, who's watched MLS for three four years, you look at this on paper and you're like, wow. Because that's a that's a big result from from a side that I've only ever known really to be down the bottom. Yeah, like you said, we've watched them a few years, and San Jose have been that team at the bottom. They're finally clicking for them, and you was very vocal against them when they lost to LAFC earlier in the season. Mm. Maybe that was that turning point. That was the turning point they needed to just you know push on. Yeah, they've they've really started to turn it around, and I think. The new coach has clearly helped, but it's maybe taken time. And I, and I think I've used that excuse with with James O'Connor as well. I'm not completely sold on James O'Connor, but look at the look at the goals that Orlando are conceding. The amount of goals we're conceding now compared to last year, it can take time. And I think the same with De Boer at Atlanta. Like the, they were trying to burn him at the stake at the start. Like it's mm. completely completely changed around. So after this game, Zlatan being Zlatan. Can't be having uh, another player, another team, having more publicity than him. So I probably saw what happened with Rooney in the week and didn't like it. So he had to come out and uh, and say, I have won 33 trophies, I think, more than the whole of MLS. <laughs> that was in response to somebody asking, is, the, is he under pressure to win something with LA Galaxy? Uh, is this Latin being Zlatan or is it more than that? But this is, yeah, it's Latin being Zlatan, but... I don't mind Zlatan being how he is when he's got something to boast about. Do you know what I mean? Like when he came when he came on and on his debut and scored those goals, or when he's doing ridiculous bicycle kicks, he can say what he wants because I think we know deep down that he's actually an all right guy. Um, but you've just lost three nil to your rivals. I just pipe down. Yeah, you, there's times. Uh, I think Zlatan's in the same mould as like Mourinho where there are times just to be quiet and it te- seems that it's when those times where you should be quiet after a defeat that that's when they start piping up yeah. and they start being the, the most vocal. Maybe it's to distract the media from a poor performance by saying something like that. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, Zlatan being Zlatan, for me, it's, it's, you know, some people on our Twitter are getting quite 
vocal about it and quite, um, you know, anti-Zlatan saying that mm. they're sick of him, whatever. I think you've just got to... It's just Zlatan, isn't it? you just got to put up with it. Highest paid player in the league. Uh, arguably the most talented, certainly the most decorated. I think you just have to step back and be like, all right, well, Zlatan's going to Zlatan. It's just it's what he does. RSL beat SKC 2-0. We're going to be speaking to some RSL fan, and as he's known on Twitter, <laughs> uh, but to you and me, he's called Joe. He's uh, going to be on the podcast uh, a little later on. Seattle Sounders beat Vancouver 1-0. Uh, it was a stoppage time winner, but should they have had a goal earlier on mm. in Seattle? Yeah. I felt sorry for the kid, though. Like, first goal in MLS and he gets chalked off. I know. But that's that's where we are with VAR now, isn't it? And, you know, it's like we talked about the Women's World Cup last night. The England goal was disallowed because half of her boot was offside. You know, I, I think England or not, I would have been... I would have certainly been favouring the striker in that position. He's really, really harsh, but the kid's got a kid's got a future ahead of him. He's gonna yeah. be he's gonna be banging him in. And uh, do you know what? He might score an absolute worldie, and he'll go. Oh, I'm glad that first one didn't count. Yeah. So if you've not seen it, uh, Danny Laver picked up the ball. Basically, it was a through ball. Um, I can't. Who was the attacker? With a goalkeeper, Don't I can't know. remember. Um, so uh, the goalkeeper comes out, gets the tackle, but uh, the attacker's boot, he kind of stepped on the goalkeeper's mm. uh, foot as he tackled him. So it, it technically was a foul, but when the ball goes out to about uh, whatever it was, 40, 50, you know, 40 yards out, he takes one touch and then he dinks it over four defenders, five defenders into the top corner. Great goal. And then it, uh, after he's finished celebrating, it gets charted. It's always the worst when you've been celebrating because you just there's that's it's like that. Nah, yeah, you've just run away. You, like when you score a goal like that, your celebration is is big. Yeah, and then it's chalked off. Portland one nil against FC Dallas. Fernandez scoring again. He's got a record: fifth goal in five games. First player to do that in his first five. MLS games yeah and as we said earlier Portland are, are struggling a little bit down in ninth and Dallas despite getting rid of all their players <laughs> literally all of them uh, they're up to up to fourth and Portland still six points off them despite this win which I think says a lot about the start Dallas have had and uh, how much Portland have struggled Yes, uh, but Portland, you know, they play in the home games now. Uh, if you're unaware, they've only played three games at home, Portland Timbers, because uh, Providence Park was getting done up. It looks great. Mm. Uh, so they played pretty much their first, whatever it was, 13, 14 games away. Uh, so now they're playing their home games. And like DC last season, who started winning in the second half when they were playing at home, you've got a fancy that Portland will do that. They're only four points off the playoffs you know, it's, it's Portland Timbers. You know, they it's they're either, just they're just going to be there. It's just the yeah. rules, and it's either them or Seattle every season that yeah. will have a, a a run, a surge at the the playoffs. So that's it for last week in MLS. By the way, at some point, I feel like I must have been doing quite well on the predictions because you've not mentioned them at all. You know what? It's been on my to do list, and I've got to listen back to every episode and see who's winning. Because last year, I I smashed you last year. I yeah, and you were on it every week. Yeah. Every week, oh yeah, little update on the predictions for you. It's been nothing. Well, I'll have a look at it. Ready for episode fifteen next time? Mm-hmm. I'll have a look, and we'll see who's winning this season. Okay. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK show. Right, you're so excited for this. You're bringing it back. It's the feature that we like to call Jack Price is right for this week. So Henry Hewitt, come on down. So, last I, I like this. Uh, I like this tune, by the way. It's, it's a banger, banger, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, last week we played this game. Uh, with, it's basically just high or lower. I'm not going to lie to you. This week we are going for MLS assists. Oh, okay. Okay. So I can tell you that the uh, player with the highest assists currently is Maxi Morales for New York City. Mm-hmm. With 11. So, Maxi Morales, 11. The next one is obviously going to be lower. Oh, no, 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 no. I want to get it right. Okay. Carlos Vea. Oh, that's tough. That is tough. I'm going to go lower. You're going to go lower? Yes. Okay. Uh, Henry? Yeah? You're correct. Yes. <laughs> First one out of the way. Brilliant. 
Does Seattle's Nicholas Ladero have more or less assists than Carlos Vela? Um, Vela's had what? He's had a great start to the season. I'm going to say lower. It is lower. Yes. Has Diego Valeri Ooh. got more or less assists than Nicholas Ladero? So Seattle scored 27 this season. Portland, 25. That does not tell me much. I'm going to go higher. It is higher. Yes. Smashing this. Sticking with Portland, Sebastian Blanco, more or less than Diego Valeri. If you listen to this podcast, you know my feelings towards Blanco. He's one of my favourite players in MLS. So I'm going to say higher. Incorrect. He's not your boy anymore. Let me down. Um, That's why he's not in the All-Star team. Pozuelo for Toronto. More or less assists than Sebastian Blanco. Oh, this is tough because Pozuelo didn't start the season, did he? So I'm going to say less. It's more. You were doing so well. Blanco, what are you doing? We'll do a couple more. Okay. Um, Ilsinho for Philadelphia. Uh, More assists or less than Pozuelo. More. The uni have smashed it. Incorrect. Oh, it was going so well. <laughs> One more to redeem yourself. You Go ready? On. Okay. Albert Elise, higher or lower than Ilsenio in assists? Right. Uh, lower. It's correct. Yes. Whew. I'm glad I can continue with the podcast now. I don't. If I got that wrong, I don't think I could have continued. So the top three currently: Morales uh, with eleven. Valeri with 10 and Veo with 10 as well. By the way, that was uh, Jack Price is right. Yep. Because all of the games on the podcast have to have a changing name. Uh, desperately, desperately need your suggestions for what we can call it next week. Um, has to be a play on words with Price. So yeah. if you know anyone called Rice or Nice or Dice, I'm just looking at my keyboard now. Mice, Nice, Vice. Bryce. Jason Christ! Oh! Yes! We always get one at the end. Jason Christ is right. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, For the first time ever. <laughs> Do you know what? Jason Christ is right. Just after what you had to say when he was manager of Orlando. Yeah. That, if we had to stick with one, I would stick with yeah, yeah. Jason Christ yeah, is right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, right. Earlier this week, uh, well, it was last week actually now, uh, I spoke to uh, some RSL fan. Well, that's his name on Twitter. <laughs> it sounds sounds like you're putting in no effort into his intro. Just <laughs> yeah. some, some, R- some RSL, RSL fan. fan. Uh, but his name is Joel. The reason I had to speak to him last week, get this, uh, he said to us on uh, when I was speaking to him, he said, he's got to be this week because I'm having my tonsils out next week. <laughs> so we were really stuck for time on this one. But we, he came onto the show. I had a chat with him. He's also a Chelsea fan. So uh, we find out why he's a Chelsea fan and why he's an RSL fan right now. Welcome to the MLS UK show. Some RSL fan, but also known as Joe. The MLS UK show. So for those who don't know you, you're uh, known as some RSL fan on uh, Twitter. And you are from, are you, you're from Salt Lake City, right? Yep, I'm from Salt Lake City. Grew up here. Um, currently going to school in Provo. Just a little bit south of Salt Lake, but yeah, I'm pr- pretty much lived here my whole life. Um, so is that where the affiliation to Real Salt Lake comes from? Then is it the fact that you you live there, or is there a stronger affiliation that you've you've come to love the club? I've been going to RSL games with my family ever since 2006, and obviously a lot of that comes from being local. Um, but that's really where I fell in love with watching soccer was going to RSL games as as a as a kid, I was probably about I was about ten when we started going, and it's just grown from there. Out of all your time going to watch RSL, who's been like your favorite player, or what's been your favorite moment? Uh, my favorite player of of all time has to be Hamasen Olave, central defender. Um, he retired a few years ago. Is currently working with the Real Monarchs in the USL. Um, but I loved how. He was just always such a hard worker. He wasn't afraid to get into a few hard tackles. And um, one of my favorite moments from him was when he uh, went head to head with Wayne Rooney during the All Star game a couple of years ago. Um, but probably my favorite moment, obviously winning the MLS Cup back in 2009, 
I was still pretty young, but I remember it very clearly, and it was a very exciting moment for me to know that my team had actually won something. When you look at the club now and you see that, because uh, RSL really one of them teams around the middle of uh, the conference where you could get in the playoffs, but you could easily not do. Uh, is that somewhere where the fans believe that you can get back to that point or is there a lot of work to be done before you do? Um, I think there's a lot of work to be done, but I really do think that the fans believe and I would probably go on to say expect RSL to be doing better than they are right now. Um, just because of our history with being able to succeed, even though we don't necessarily spend as much money as Atlanta or LAFC or Toronto, um, because we had a good couple years, like between 2009 and 2014, when we went, got to the finals against SKC, where we were consistently at the top of at least the West, if not the league. And so having this, I guess you can call it a slump for the past five years has been kind of disappointing for a lot of the fans. Um, but what's awesome is that you, we still get um, a decently full stadium to pretty much every game. And I think that's one of the things that's really important for this club going forward. So just uh, explain to us then, that because you've said there that you'd, you know, you're still getting a full stadium when you look at teams like New England Revolution and Chicago Fire who've seen attendances drop. What's the passion like in uh, Salt Lake City for this club? Oh, I think it's massive um, because one of the things about, that's a little bit different about Salt Lake uh, as a market than others is that it's very much family-driven. And so you'll get lots of families showing up to games, and it's kind of a consistent thing that families end up doing together here. And they, they all start supporting Real Salt Lake because soccer is pretty popular here. And so they start supporting it and they keep going to games. And even though attendance isn't necessarily sold out every single game, the stadium still does get pretty full, um, especially considering, like you said, those other teams that have had massive drops in attendance. You've said the last five years there's been a bit of a slump. Uh, your manager at the moment, Mike Pecky, is one of the more outspoken managers in the league, it's fair to say. Um, yep. Are you are you happy with Mike or uh, is it about time that there was a change? Um, I think it's a very complicated uh, subject. And in my personal opinion, I think it's time for a change. But I don't think that necessarily just changing the coach will fix the problems that the club has right now. Um, I personally think that there are problems with the ownership um, that are making it so that the club can't necessarily uh, grow and function the way that we want it to as, as a fan base. Um, even though uh, Deloitte Hansen's invested a whole lot of money to build our awesome academy out in Harriman, where the U23s have been training um, for the last little bit. Um, that's not everything that an owner needs to do. So, like, I feel like it kind of starts with him and then kind of goes down, but I do feel like a coaching change would uh, highly benefit Real Salt Lake, just as long as we could get someone who's better than Mike Pecky. Because, yeah, it kind of seems like just with the – uh, previous patterns, you know, Jason Christ was hired as our coach through the club. He was a player. He retired and became coach. And then once he left, his assistant coach became the head coach. And once he left, uh, Mike Pecky was with the Monarchs in that time, and he became the head coach. And so I think we might have to break that pattern and look outside of the club to get a higher quality coach. But when it comes down to it, yes, I would – I would like a new coaching change, even though I think uh, Mike is a great guy. But I think tactically, he's, he's not as high of a quality coach as we could have. And his tactical abilities wouldn't necessarily take us very far, I don't think. Nick Ramondo, his time in MLS is about to come to an end and, and with RSL. Mm -hmm. Just how much of an impact has he made on the club? And, and just how much are you guys going to miss him? You can't talk about Nick Ramondo with, with this without talking as also about Kyle Beckerman and even Javier Morales. Those three players came in about the same time, 
back in 2006, if I yeah, uh, 2007 correctly. Yeah. yeah, 2006, 2007. And those three players are essentially what made RSL become a, a competitive team because before that, we were bottom dwellers. Um, we weren't really winning games at all. Uh, but once they came in, they helped change the face of the club to be something more than just, oh, they're just a small team from Salt Lake or from out there in the West where not many people live or show up to the games. They were, they were essentially the heart and soul of the team. We had our dreaded, our dreadlocked captain, Kyle Beckerman. We had our midfield maestro, Javier Morales, and then we had the wall of the Wasatch, Nick Ramondo. With Morales, things didn't really necessarily finish the best, but with Ramondo, um, specifically since he's the one retiring at the end of the season, he's done so much for this club uh, as a goalkeeper and as a part of the community um, to bring this club to the forefront of Salt Lake sporting culture. He, along with Beckerman and Morales, they've been the faces of the club for the past 10 years or so. To put it into perspective as well, um, Ramondo actually signed at the same time as Freddie Adu, and uh, obviously their careers have gone <laughs> in much different directions. Yes. <laughs> um, right, so Joe, you're, um, you're actually a Chelsea fan as well, is that right? That is true, yes. So what, what made you choose Chelsea? Um, so I, I chose Chelsea because of my dad um, back when, like I said, but about when I was... 10 or so is when I was really getting into watching soccer. And um, that's when I also got into the Premier League a little bit. And everyone that I knew, they were all Manchester United fans uh, back in back in that day when they were li- winning literally everything. And I started bringing up the fact that I liked Manchester United. And my dad was like, I'm sorry, I can't let you like them. I'm like, what do you mean? I like Chelsea. And... I'd never heard that from my dad before. Turns out that uh, as a teenager back in the 80s, he became a Chelsea fan because he really liked to listen to the band Madness. Right, yeah. Uh, and they're Chelsea fans. And so he decided to become a Chelsea fan because of that. And so um, really ever since then, I've I've been a Chelsea fan. Um, and it, I feel like a lot of the same things apply between RSL and Chelsea, except for Chelsea spends a lot more money. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a bit. Yeah, just, just a little bit. Yeah, well, mine was uh, a similar story to you. My dad said, because uh, I'm, I'm from Manchester, he said, I'm not letting you support Manchester United, but he made me support Bolton Wanderers. So uh, I think you've got the better end of that deal. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say so. <laughs> Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. I think I prefer Joe to some R- RSL <laughs> fan because it sounds like we just don't care. Exactly, yeah. But uh, thanks, Joe, uh, some RSL fan, for coming on to the podcast. I do need to say, because at the start of the season, we wanted to get a, a, a fan, a DP, a designated phoner from every team in MLS. We have now got three left. We've got Chicago, where we, we already know who we're speaking to from Chicago. Mm-hmm. We've got Columbus and San Jose Earthquakes. We know a few people from Columbus, so that should be fine. Yeah. If you're a San Jose Earthquakes fan, we have had so much trouble trying to yeah. get someone to, on the podcast to talk to us. We really want to chat to a, a San Jose fan about the turnaround, about the season so far, about Wondolowski. There's so much to chat about. So if you want to join us on the podcast, if you want to be one of our designated phoners for San Jose, and you have got to be a San Jose fan, I'm not taking LA Galaxy fans, (laughs) just pretending, but if you're a San Jose fan, tweet us at MLS UK Show and we'll chat to you. We've got three more to speak to and then we've spoke to someone from every team. Yeah, and uh, if you don't, if you're not a, a San Jose fan, maybe you can spread the word. Maybe you know someone who is. Um, tell them to tell them to get in touch because we're determined to get every single team on. Shall we do? Because it's been a busy week in MLS. Yeah. Shall we do five things you may have missed from MLS this week? Oh, it involves me counting, doesn't it? Right. It does. Let's do it. One. 
at one, the MLS brings back the All-Star Skills Challenge for the All-Star Game. Yes. Uh, uh, go, go on, Nanny. Go on YouTube. Check this out. Between 1998 and 2001, uh, they had the All-Star Challenge, so they get the best players in the league to do some uh, tricks and just see who is the, the skills champion of MLS. They're bringing it back. This is going to be at the Orlando City Stadium before the match against Atletico Madrid. The participants have been announced... The All-Star side, there will be Jonathan Dos Santos, Carlos Vea and Wayne Rooney. For an Orlando side, there'll be Nani, who will also be playing in the All-Star game. My favourite Orlando player, Chris Mueller, and Mendes as well. There's RB Orlando City and then for Atletico Madrid, Koke will be playing. And then there's other two, two others that haven't been confirmed yet. And this will be the uh, All-Star Skills Challenge. I'm so excited for this. I think I'm more excited for this than I am the actual game yeah because it's something different but do you know why this isn't fair why because Rooney's doing it right yeah now this not fair on everyone else because you'll know you'll look you'll remember this Wayne Rooney's street soccer YouTube it if you don't know what it is YouTube it Wayne what? Rooney can pluck the ball out of, out of the sky drop in from a tower block and volley <laughs> it into a skip yeah. he's gonna smash this <laughs> if you can get a skip on the pitch he will smash it but <laughs> uh, yeah was it 2005 2006 maybe? something like that yeah. Sky 1 uh, so on Sky 1 here in the UK it was Wayne Rooney's uh, was it Street Challenge what was he called Street Stars Street Soccer I don't know Street Stars Soccer Challenge uh, it involved a, a guy who was a coach on a fictional Street striker. Street striker. It involved a guy who was a fictional coach on the uh, football soap dream team <laughs> for the fictional side, Harchester United. Um, he was involved in it. And yeah, like Elliot said, it would involve the coach dropping a football from a tower block, Wayne Rooney controlling it, and then volleying it into a skip and stuff like that. So, so yeah, he's going to win this. <laughs> anyway, two... Uh, number two this week, uh, Sacramento. They could be the next MLS side to be given a, a, a franchise. People uh, close to the club, local officials, have said that the uh, MLS and Sacramento talks have developed. There's something going on, and they are looking to hopefully bring the MLS franchise to a local pitch in the spring of 2021. Of course, it has to be a soccer pitch because it's got to be a soccer-specific stadium. Do you know why this works? Why? Because Sacramento is in the West, and we've just gained Miami in the East. So I like that we're balancing it up a little bit. Three. At number three, speaking of LA Galaxy, Ricardo Caresma could be linking up with Zlatan at LA Galaxy. He's 35 now, uh, <laughs> but reports in Turkey, because he's playing for Besiktas, says that uh, the Portuguese international has fell out with the club's president, and he's ready to join Zlatan in LA mm, there's so many rumours going around at the minute and of course on the 9th the transfer window opens which is going to spark a load more for speaking of transfer rumours Altidore could be off mm. Josie Altidore is rumoured to have been made uh, a bid of 10 million dollars by a Chinese club I mean, he's 29. China needs to just bore off. They just come. They've, their league's terrible, but because they've got money, they just come in and take all the decent players. Have you seen that Yaya Torre signed for a Chinese Division Two team? Yeah, like that's that's mad. It's just crazy. But uh, um, the thing for Toronto here is that they've actually played most of the season without Altidore from injuries and international duty. So maybe they're ready to cash in. Maybe he scored 65 in 134. Um, he has got a contract for 2022, though, so I don't know. I'd like to see Altidore stay, but I know people call MLS a retirement league, but surely, you know, the Chinese league's more of a retirement league. Definitely. Five. And at number five this week, I've got so many to choose from. I'm just going to pick one at random. Ah, here we go. The boots company, Dana, or Dana, have you heard of them? No. Well, they've released a limited edition Portland Timbers hiking boots. Oh, I've seen these. They, they look nice. I've seen these. They've, They're so on brand for Portland. Yeah, they've got uh, sort of a, a brown suede to them. They've yeah. got a green uh, tongue. Uh, is that what they, do they call it in North America? I don't know. The, the bit that, I don't know, how would you describe it? It's just the bit that... Pops up the top. Pops up the top, yeah. <laughs> uh, with yellow uh, 
laces and um yes they have released a limited edition hiking boot and uh i, I quite like them so if, if if dana or dana whoever they are if they want to send us some yeah they'll definitely send us some even though we can't pronounce their brand yeah i don't mind wearing timbers uh boots um so that's it for five things you may miss from mls this week just this, uh, a few things that i've uh, excluded just because I, I didn't randomly pick them. Uh, Real Madrid are going to be training at Montreal Impact's training ground mm-hmm. while they're over in the uh, North America for the International uh, Champions Cup, or whatever they call that. Uh, Manotas has been linked with Liga MX from Houston. RJ Allen has signed for Philadelphia Union from Orlando. Well, he was a free agent, but yeah. Yeah. And uh, Columbus Crew for their new stadium. That has uh, the council have, have accepted the latest part of uh, the process to get them into a new stadium. So that's moved on now. So there's nine things you may have missed in MLS. Um, right, let's take a look at this weekend and do some predictions. Even though apparently we don't bother about predictions anymore. We will. I promise. I'll look. The MLS UK Show. This is a big, big week in MLS. Of course, it's Independence Day. In the States on Thursday, can I just say, happy Independence Day, also happy Canada Day, mm. which was the other day as well. Um, and it's been it's been sunshine in the UK. So it's we've been got, lovely. Yeah, we've got something to celebrate too. We'll just run through the midweek games then, and then we'll do predictions at the weekend, shall mm-hmm. we? Yep. First one, New York City versus Seattle Sounders. This will be tough for NYCFC, see if they can keep the run going. Yeah, I mean, the run's got to stop at some point, but they're at home. We know that pitch is tough for everyone to go and visit. Uh, Western side flying right the way across the country as well. It's going to be difficult for Seattle. These are Wednesday evening in uh, North America. It's uh, Thursday morning here in the UK. So these are technically Independence Day fixtures here, (laughs) but not in North America. Orlando City versus Philadelphia Union. Your last five games, you've won, lost, won, lost, won. (laughs) So... Expect a Philly win yep. there. Uh, Chicago Fire versus Atlanta United. Um, Chicago not won in a while. so But Atlanta do like dropping points away from home at teams that are struggling. Minnesota versus San Jose Earthquakes. I, I, that's a tough one, I think. I think that's difficult. Yeah, I don't see Minnesota scoring seven goals in that one. <laughs> Which is it's funny because the start of the season... Yeah, LAFC managed it. Yeah. Uh, SKC versus LAFC. LAFC want to get back to winning ways not really the best of games for SKC top v bottom yeah to uh, to try and get off the bottom Uh, Houston Dynamo versus New York Red Bulls Rail Salt Lake versus Columbus Crew the crew have got to win surely they've got to win that one yeah Columbus having a shocker which is surprising with a new manager we thought they'd done a lot better yeah I really really did think they'd be doing better they've got a lot of players missing etc but it's it's not good is it they've literally got a draw to cling on to in the last what like five six games yeah. Um, also on Wednesday evening slash Thursday morning is the US men's national team versus Jamaica in the Gold Cup semi-finals. So good luck to the US men's national team. They win, they'll play Mexico on Sunday. And that's the T. Friday morning here in the UK, FC Dallas versus DC United. Then it's Colorado Rapids versus New England Revolution and LA Galaxy versus Toronto FC. Mm. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Yes. Weekend games. Let's do some predictions. Philadelphia Union, fresh from their trip to Orlando, uh, fly home again to play Orlando. Ridiculous. I've got a fancy a Philadelphia win. You can't really say about the travelling because both teams have mm. got to travel exactly the same. I guess Philadelphia would have travelled a bit more because they've had to go to Orlando and come back, whereas Orlando have just had to go to Philadelphia. But at home, I fancy Philadelphia. So I'm going to say 3-1. Yeah, Philly are going to win at least one of these games. So I'm going to say it'll be the home one. Just makes sense. Uh, I'll go for a 1-0 win. FC Cincinnati versus Houston Dynamo. 3-0 Houston Dynamo. Do you reckon? Yeah. You know what? I think FC Cincinnati, we see it so many times after a big, big defeat. Going to bounce back. Bounce back. I think I think Cincinnati will win this 2-0. Houston have never been great away, have they? This is true. This is true. They're struggling. This is the game they need to get back on track. Uh, Columbus at home to Seattle. Um, it's always tough to predict a home loss, but I think Seattle, have, uh, despite two trips this week, I, I think Seattle have got this. I, I'm going to go 2-0. I think 1-1. Mm, okay. 
Montreal versus Minnesota United. This is tough. I'm going for a Montreal win. I'm going I'm going low scoring today. I'm going 1-0. Um Montreal 2-1, I'd say. And there'll be a weather delay. We love a weather delay in Montreal. There'll be a weather delay in that one. Uh one thirty on uh, Sunday morning here in the UK, SKC versus Chicago Fire. Now if SKC we kind of saying, okay, maybe it's a write-off against LAFC to get back to winning ways. This is the game we need to win. Yeah, SKC, bottom. I fancy him here. I'm I'm going 2-1. 3-0, SKC. Okay. San Jose versus RSL. Well, as we said to uh, Joe before, uh, RSL uh, just cannot get any sort of run going at all this season. And considering that they won last weekend, I think they'll lose this one. I think it'd be 3-1 to San Jose. 2-0 San Jose. LAFC versus Vancouver Whitecaps. The Bank of California Stadium. This is a half three as well. 3-0 LAFC. 4-0 LAFC. <laughs> uh, now, this game... Here we go. This game could make or break my birthday. It's my birthday on Sunday. And Atlanta United versus New York Red Bulls. The thing is, right, because your birthday in June, you'll have the same as me, whereas our English teams have never played no. on our birthday, so they've not had a chance to ruin it. Yeah, You were lucky this year because Orlando didn't play on your yep. birthday, whereas Atlanta are playing at home, which normally I'd think, okay, I fancy the chances to win, but they're playing the bogey team, the team that always managed to beat them. So I'm a bit nervous. This could ruin my birthday because this is at seven o'clock in the evening. I think you're all right here. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think you're, I think you're all right. I, I'm going two 0 Atlanta. It's never a high scoring game, so I think it'd be one 0 Atlanta. Okay, fingers crossed. <laughs> NYCFC versus Portland Timbers. <sighs> NYCFC at home again, by the way, um, which means I'm going for a two-one victory. Two-two. Fernandez will score again. Make it six on the on the bounce. Okay, right. Write them down. Get back to me. Just before we go, and just before we reveal the player with the changing name game. Damn it. <laughs> I, had a, I, had a run, I had a run going. and You've ruined it. We just want to talk to you about something that you have created. I'll give you good credit for this. <laughs> um, it's Well, you, you can explain it. You're trying to get all the uh, UK MLS sort of accounts and whatever, all on the same page yeah i think um the one thing that i hear so much is that people in america and canada when they listen to the podcast and and they see what we do online and not just us fan pages from across the uk they really respect us because we have our own football stroke soccer over here you know i've got a premier league team to get behind you not so much um and I think they really respect the fact that we still follow it from all these miles away and it's difficult and we stay up late at night and um, they seem to really listen to, to what, what we say and what we've got to do and everyone's always really happy to help us out with things, etc. And there's loads of... that We sort of cover the whole league. As an MLS UK show, we cover the whole league, but there's loads of independent fan groups. So um, I got into MLS by following Orlando City UK and then kind of joined their chat group chat and you know we all just vent our frustrations together but there's some you know for pretty much every single team you've got a uk page so what i wanted to do is kind of get everyone together because as much as our teams are all fighting each other we're kind of all over here in the uk together and trying to follow mls and be up in the middle of the night um and so i wanted to kind of get everyone working together so what i've done is contacted a load of uh uk fan pages Mm -hmm. from uh uh, like whether it's Twitter accounts, podcasts, the lot. And I basically just want to get everyone together. So as a starting point, if you are on Twitter and you check out the hashtag MLSUK, you'll notice that we're all now, all of us who are posting about MLS that are based here in the UK, are using this hashtag. So all of the UK content for MLS is now together all in one place for you, which um, is just the start of something really special that we're that we're working on so check out hashtag mls uk uh, on twitter and you'll see things from 
DC United Kingdom, Finding Toronto, Fire Fans of the UK, Houston Dynamo UK, Into Miami UK, LA Galaxy UK. There's, of course, us, the MLS UK show, uh, Any Revs UK, Orlando City UK, Philadelphia Union UK, RBNY UK, UK LAFC, and UK NYCFC. And if you're not in the UK, because uh, I know a lot of our listeners come from North America, it just gives you a chance to see uh, if you, if you, you know, we give you a UK perspective on mm. things, but it gives you a chance to go on the hashtag and see what other people in the UK are saying, join in as well, and you can see if your favourite team has got one of the names that Elliot just read out there, you can see what they're up to, and a few have got podcasts and blogs and stuff like that, so you can uh, you can see what us in the UK think about your team in MLS. Yeah, so we're all working together under MLS UK, so uh, check that out, uh, hashtag MLS UK. I, I'm going to be honest, yep. I still don't have a clue who the player is. <laughs> so our uh, player that we featured on the game with the changing name, uh, the career path goes as follows. Ajax... From 2002 to 2004, played 18 games. Moved to Southampton, played there for two years, made five appearances. Uh, 112 appearances for Anderlecht, six for Wolverhampton Wanderers, 163 for Standard Liège, and moved to LA Galaxy and played 50 times for the Galaxy in California in MLS. You still don't know who it is? Is he from Belgium? Yeah. Because I fought Lauren Simon at first and then obviously, you know... They look very similar. So he's bald. Yeah. A bald central defender. <laughs> Could be Lawrence Simon. The only other bald central defender I can think of at the moment who's from Belgium definitely has not played for any of those sides. Well, he may have, I think he's played for Andalette. Well, he has played for Andalette. Is uh, Vincent Company, <laughs> so I know it's not him. I don't know. It's Yellow Van Damme. Uh, Van Damme! Van Damme! Of course. I yeah. Didn't, yeah, I didn't know he played for... Played 31 times for Belgium, by the way, as well. I didn't know that. Yeah, but Belgium were... I mean, no disrespect to Van Damme, but, but until recently, Belgium were quite poor, weren't they? So Yeah, it was in 2003. <laughs> anyway, congratulations if you got that correct. Um, if you've got messages, questions, shout-outs, anything you want, uh, tweet us at MLS UK Show. Yes, so that was season two, episode 15 of the MLS UK show. Episode 16 will be our 50th ever episode. What are we doing to celebrate? We'll decide this week. It depends whether Mueller scores or not. I'll bring the biscuits. And I'll bring the tea. Ray! See ya! Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.